I didn't hear it. Good morning. We are back. I've had a bit of a break. I was in the Holy Land for Israel. In Israel, this is Naomi Nachman, and this is Table for Two. I'm really excited to be back on the Nachum Siegel Network after Pesach. I know that they've been back on the air for about a week, but I, I kind of like took my time getting back from Israel. Too much food to try, too many restaurants to try. You know, I'm all about the food all the time, being the Aussie gourmet and personal chef and food foodie, food lover, food shopper, food everything. So I had some really, really great experiences uh, when I was uh, in three weeks, almost three weeks in Israel. We actually started off in Rome. Let me tell you, that was a food fest to begin with. Um, it was actually pouring rain the whole time we were there. So my poor kids, they wore their ponchos, they bought umbrellas, and we went straight from the airport. We had a car meeting us. Uh, there's a, a Jewish organization called Rome for Jews. And they, I'd emailed them to send us a, like a minivan to pick us up and bring us to the Jewish ghetto. Uh, so that was, that was all done and everything was there. And we hopped in the car and they took us to the ghetto. Uh, the Roman drivers are a little crazy, kind of makes Israel drivers look like very benign. So we, you know, swirling around Rome, getting to the, to the ghetto. Uh, we, of course, got there and we had to eat right away. It was like priority for my children because they were very excited to be able to go to Italy and they tried. Uh, we went to a restaurant called Baghetto in the ghetto. Kind of funny. They have a milkic one and a fleshic one. Uh, the restaurant owner is a guy called Avi. He's actually Israeli. I did not catch his last name, but they made fresh pastas and fresh pizzas. Kind of different than the American pizza. American pizza, you kind of think sauce and cheese. They had a little less sauce, a lot of sauce, a lot of cheese, some toppings. That was really good. Kids love that. The pastas were outstanding. There's nothing like fresh homemade pasta. I think they make it by hand. You know, they crank it through the machines themselves. It was incredible. And then we had some artichoke and Parmesan cheese salad uh, with fresh lemon on it. Delicious. I wish I knew how to peel that artichoke down well. I know it's a whole skill in itself. So I'm going to get someone to teach me how to do it because it took me like two hours last time. And I think I ruined half the artichoke and they're not so cheap. But definitely delicious. So we had a really good time. We marched in our ponchos and our umbrellas to the uh, Coliseum and we saw the Arch of Titus and the kids went some, met up with some other from girls and they took a cab to see the Trevi Fountain, you know, cause that's in that Hilary Duff movie. I can't remember what the name of it, what it's called, but that was the focal point of the movie was the Trevi Fountain. So of course, having teenage girls, they went and they saw the Trevi Fountain and then of course we went back to the ghetto. For dinner, hubby got to Davin Minchamariv in the beautiful, beautiful shul in Rome. If people have not gone to Rome, it's definitely, there's 22 centuries of Jewish history plus maybe 15 kosher restaurants. So for me, you know, being a Jewish history lover and a food lover, it was a fantastic place to, it's a fantastic place to visit. But, um, I really, I really recommend it. So he got to Davin in the beautiful shul. Uh, it's the only place in the world, it's called, I think, Nusach Italiano, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, where they only have this kind of Nusach. Apparently, it predates Sephardic and Ashkenazic uh, davening. So that was uh, very interesting for him. So he got to say his Kaddish minions. And then we hopped on a bus back to the airport and then went to Israel. So it was like, you know, a, a full experience. And then, you know, as I as through the show, I'll, I'll give you uh, some fun things that happened to us along the way concerning all our food. 
oh, we had a really incredible vacation. Now it's like reality check. It's always hard leaving Israel and coming back to New York or Chutz Aretz. But, you know, it's nice to be back in your own bed and you have your own hot shower. The water pressure in Israel is not so good. Busy watering the Negev, I think, with the water there and you don't get so much pressure in the showers. But it was really nice to come to my own home and uh, sad to leave. We stayed in Hashmonaim for three weeks at Jennifer and Michael Stern's house, so a big shout-out to them and the wonderful Hashmonaim community who made us feel so at home. Had a good time going to them, I call it. And a big shout-out to Pizza Mia, the Hashmonaim pizza store, actually opened up a couple of years ago by a family who made Aliyah from North Woodmere, the Hillel family. So they make the most delicious pizza. And, you know, we had pizza at Rome, and we have a lot of pizza in New York, and this was right up there with them. So we had a really good time uh, eating pizza there too. So now that I've spoken a little bit about all my eating experiences, we got to talk about all the weight that I gained. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've turned into a bit of a shmuramatsa, bit heavy, bit heavy for me. So I said, what am I going to do, and what, who am I going to have on my first show back? You know, I thought, Karen Khan, she is my friend a dietitian in the five towns. Uh, we've done a few gigs together over the years, well, <laughs> mainly at Stern College a couple months ago, and, and we both have a similar food philosophy, and I thought maybe she should come in and, you know, talk to me and talk to everyone about how we can pound away our Pesach pounds or melt away our Pesach pounds, and today it's going to be a bit of focal point about um, our show is kind of like losing weight, getting fit, getting our bikini bodies ready, I mean, Schwimmkleid bodies ready, for the summer. So, hi, Karen. Hi, Naomi. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here today. Thank you. I know coming in on a Friday morning is a little tricky, but, you know, I think we got here in okay time. Yep. Traffic cooperated. Yeah, yeah. It was a little heavy, yeah. you know. <laughs> you get to the LA, you're like, please, God, let this be good. Well, that's New York for you. Yeah, I know, right? There was even traffic all over Israel. And the, the worst day was the first day, Cholomoed. Traffic was not normal over there. Now, Cholomoed for them was still yonta for me. So everyone warned me, be careful when you go out on your first day of Chalamoid, which was, I believe, Thursday for me um, in Israel. And uh, traffic wasn't as bad as it had been the day before for the Israelis. So, you know, there's traffic everywhere. That's right. <laughs> okay, talk to me. Tell me about how we can start off by, you know, losing a little weight that we've gained without having to go crazy with the diet. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to start off by telling you something that might shock you. I don't believe in diets. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you hear that? I know diets are often synonymous with losing weight and eating healthy and all that. But honestly, I really don't believe that diet work, diets work. I believe in following a way of life. Oh, wow. There's no such thing as good foods and bad foods. You have to have a good attitude towards food and towards eating. And that in and of itself will promote weight loss. In terms of um, certain philosophies that I have, um, the two biggest problems I have with the American diet are, number one, portion control. Portion control. I know everything here is so gigantic. Much bigger here than I think in Israel. Oh, that's or, absolutely or For sure correct. in Australia. For sure in Australia. If you even travel around, you just mentioned your trip to Europe. If you go to Europe and you see their portion sizes, they are a microcosm of what our portion sizes are here in the United States. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, we have everything from the big gulps to the venti frappuccinos and the supersized meals. And it, it really is ridiculous. We need to. 
Yeah, the, I'm sorry to interrupt. The, the coffee sizes that you had mentioned that I couldn't get over. You order a medium coffee in Israel. It's like a teeny tiny coffee. That's right. That's right. We need to reevaluate portion sizes. I tell my clients in my private practice to eat, to eat from a smaller plate or a smaller bowl. Put your finger food or your fork or your spoon down between each bite. Give yourself the luxury of enjoying your food, enjoying your meal. Because most of us are really, our lifestyle is really very rushed. And right, we're right. on the go and we're All we're not even, we're swallowing, we're inhaling our food. We're not even enjoying it. I say that. I said sometimes I, inha- I just inhaled my dinner because, and I didn't get to enjoy it. I put That's so much right. effort into it. That's right. That's right. So eat slowly. Put your finger food down. Eat from a smaller plate. Um, don't. Don't have outside distractions while you're eating. Eating time should be quiet times. Don't talk on the phone. Don't watch TV. In fact, there are studies out there that say you eat 25% more when you're not realizing what you're eating while you're doing other activities like watching TV. And so, why is that? Because your brain's not focused on what on the stomach. It's exactly. focused on something else. So you tend to overeat. Exactly, exactly. And I always tell my clients, don't bring big bags of anything into the house. Small portion control bags. This way you know when you're done with your snack, that's it, it's done. That that's was a, your portion that's size. A, that's a really great idea. Like those Costco-sized bags are a disaster. That's right. They're just very indicative of our society and what our portion sizes are. If we can reprogram ourselves to understand correct portion sizes, and when, in my private practice, I do work with food models. And if you can't imagine what my what clients' mean, what reactions... What do you mean by food model? So basically, it's um, these nutrition companies make um, products that resemble um, food. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a like a fake sweet like potato. Exactly. And and chicken. I remember that. You do remember. I remember that. that. <laughs> I've I've been to Karen and you know a couple of years ago after I had my last kid and and she helped me lose some pounds and it you know. yeah so it, it never ceases That's to how we amaze met. people that's right um so it never ceases to, to amaze people you know what the real portion sizes are i mean i have clients who come back and they keep a food diary and they come back and they tell me wow i was doing two or three you know times what the portion size is and then i have clients who come back and they tell me i teach my clients how to stretch their meals and we're going to talk about that too i'll explain that to you but you know hints and shortcuts and i have many clients who come back and say you know what i'm eating more now than i ever have before because I teach my clients how to eat the right things and how to fill up on the fiber. And how to stay full longer. Oh, the that's fiber. Right. I remember that was a key that's thing right. when I came to and that's it. the next biggest problem that I have with the American diet is that we are not getting enough fiber. There are so many processed foods out there. If you walk up and down the supermarket aisles, you see terrible tons of processed foods, foods that are high in, in sugar and high in refined flours. So I tell my clients, go out there and read the labels. Look for foods that say whole wheat flour. The key word is whole, whole grains, brown rice, whole grain pasta. And believe me, you can really, really get accustomed and really appreciate those right. type of foods better. So if I'm to make meatballs and spaghetti, I would use, I should use whole wheat. Absolutely. And you stay fuller longer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, there's so many benefits to fiber out there. I can't even list all of them, but one of Can you name, yeah, name a few. (laughs) Well, well, one, one of the benefits of fiber is that fiber promotes satiety. Fiber is like a sponge. And especially if you're going to drink, especially if you're going to drink fluid, fiber fills you up. It sits in your gut and it fills you up. So it does give you the sensation of feeling fuller for longer. Um, you might ask where you could get more fiber. You right, could, yes. You get, get where? 
Okay. <laughs> so you get more fiber from whole grains, from fruits. Okay, explain what a whole grain a might whole be. Whole grains would be like whole wheat bread, um, crackers. Um, we have cereals out there, wonderful cereals that are high in fiber. We should look not for, say, like frosted flakes, but something Perfect. like, oh, I can't remember. I buy, I do buy it for my kids and they, they actually mix it in with some of their special cake. Fiber one. Fiber one and, and, um, it's red, go lean. Right, that's right. Is it kashi, kashi, go lean, that's yeah, right. Into that. Much protein as an egg. Uh, that, that's right. And then there's another um, another product, Special K makes their Protein Plus cereal, which yeah, is a yeah. wonderful product. I, I highly recommend that product because it has protein, it's high in fiber, and it's low in sugar. So it's really as good as it gets with a breakfast cereal. Um, right, because I find when I eat a breakfast cereal, and, you know, I, I, I've been eating Special K since I'm a little kid. My mother always bought Special K in Australia. It didn't have so many sugar cereals available kosher. I remember when Cocoa Pops became kosher. I was like going crazy. But you know, I'd have a bowl. I wasn't hungry. I'd have a second bowl. I wasn't hungry. I'd have a third bowl. I, I, I wasn't, I was still hungry. You know, it did, I was like the hungry caterpillar. You can't fill up on that stuff. Well, and it's that's just sugar. And then I'd be bouncing around all day. Right. Well, that's, that's also the problem. Most of us are carving out. We are doing too many carbs. The most underrated food are vegetables. We're not getting enough vegetables. Vegetables have so many benefits. They're very low in calories. They're very high in fiber. They're delicious. They're delicious, exactly. They're high in vitamins and minerals. And I really encourage everybody to throw in those vegetables wherever they possibly can. You spoke about pizza before. Throw vegetables as a topping on your pizza. Yeah, my them. kids love spinach on their pizza. That's right. Spinach, mushrooms, broccoli, whatever vegetables you like, throw it in your pasta, in your grains, in your rice, in your quinoa. Um, you could put it in your stews, in your chicken, soups, salads. I mean, the sky's the limit, really. I encourage my clients, I encourage all of you to use vegetables as fillers. The other thing is, is that, um, you know, we spoke about weight loss and, you know, getting fit before spring, before summer. Um, the other thing that I encourage my clients to do is get physically active. Yep. Get out there. Move and it. Move, move yourself. Exactly. Move it. It's gorgeous. You know, yes. I, I know it's, you know, uh, Wednesday, I think, no, Tuesday was a gorgeous day. Wednesday was pretty nice. You know, Thursday, you know. Sure, the weather's getting nice. And you know what? Even if the weather's not nice, go out to the mall and just walk around. Just get out there. Right, and get I have a friends in winter and they w- do laps around the mall. I thought that was so cute. That's right. I, I, in fact, there's a mall near us in Valley Stream that I believe opens up earlier, I was told, in order to allow people to come and exercise before the shops actually oh, really open. So, uh, that, my husband would love that because I would be exercising and not shopping. That's right. <laughs> Most of us women like the shopping. I know, right? But I, I encourage everybody to get out there and do an exor- get into some sort of exercise regimen that you enjoy. So exercise should not be synonymous with the, with torture. You should really want to enjoy it. Um, if you know, set set realistic goals. If you need to motivate yourself, get yourself you know a, a new pair of sneakers or some exercise equipment or um, some new workout clothes pick a walking partner walking is a great form of exercise it's easy you could do it anywhere with anyone anytime um and it really is a wonderful form of exercise um so that's really another thing that i really encourage people drink your water a drink lot of your us- water can i just i keep talking about israel you can see i'm fresh off the plane <laughs> but let me tell you anywhere you go in israel you go visit a friend the first thing they offer you is Cups of water. Uh-huh. Cups of, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Do you want a, they, they don't travel anywhere without the water because it's a hot country. 
That's right. And, and people really drink water a lot more. I, I'm terrible at it. I'm such a bad water drinker. Well, here in the United States, a lot of us end up drinking a lot of our, our calories, you know. And Right. I, I drink too much diet soda. Uh-huh. I, I, know. I know. I don't want to drink my calories. I try not to. I, I don't put any sugars in my coffee. Um, I just have a lot of milk. Um, but I find that I, I'm not – I'll drink a diet Sprite – quicker than I'll have a cup of water. And that's probably not so good that's either. That's right. That's right. Well, soda is carbonated and it's it can have sodium in it also. And the best drink is absolutely 100% is water. Yeah. And I really do encourage my clients. A lot of us are walking around partially dehydrated and especially our kids. They're not drinking enough yeah. in yeah. school. And um, we can also, our brain can misconstrue thirst for hunger. So we end up reaching for something, trying to fill that void, and we just really need to drink a cup of water. So your first line of defense is when you feel you're hungry. Have a drink. Have a drink of water. Exactly. Offer a drink of water to your kids when they come home from school, um, especially this time of year. We want to be it's properly hydrated. It's getting warmer. Exactly. You know, Tuesday was boiling. I think it was in the 80s on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. That's was, right. So it was, it, it was very warm. I remember my daughter came home, and, and, and even my husband had commented that they were, like, hungry. They kept saying all day that they were hungry. And I'm like, drink, 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 drink. That's right. And you also want to encourage your kids this time of year, get out there and get physical. Basketball, bicycle riding. Walking. Walk. The other day I had to mail a letter and I wanted my youngest son to get moving. So I asked him, do you want to come and mail this letter? And we took a walk to the mailbox. So anything that you could do, I mean, even if you work all day, take the steps at work mm-hmm. or park at the farthest spot or get off a, a stop or two before at the tr- on the train or the bus um, so that you can get that physical activity in wherever you possibly can. Okay, so I have a question for you. I just want to tell everyone, but we're having a little station break now. I've got to get back into the groove of everything. This is uh, Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. My guest on the show today, this morning, is Karen Khan with me. We're on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we're very excited to be back talking about a little bit of weight loss. And we're not going to say the word diet, but changing our philosophy in eating and our attitude towards food. Um, I've got a buzzword for you, quinoa. Everyone in Israel, quinoa. It's, uh-huh. Everyone's talking about it. It's a protein. It's a, it's a carb. What's the story with quinoa? Okay, so so quinoa is a carb, but it also is a complete protein. So whereas you know we spoke about carbs and modifying our carbs, we don't want to go crazy in terms of you know the portion sizes. Um, in, in terms of anything, we don't want to go crazy with the portion sizes. But you know that applies to quinoa also. Um, about a half a cup would be one serving of carb. You are getting the protein from there, and it does have fiber, which is great. We spoke about the fiber. We want to fill up on the fiber. Um, what I tell my clients when it comes to all the grains is think about how we could stretch our meals. I love to do quinoa with um, exotic mushrooms. Or, oh, I love that. <laughs> or quinoa with any kind of mushrooms. Right. Um, you could do quinoa with mixed vegetables, you know, saute. I mean, you're the cook. You're, right, right, you're right, right, right. Cook. Can I take my daughters in seminary in MMY this year and they don't you know, they, there's no, they, they provide lunch, but you know, the girls in a lot of the seminaries have to make their own dinner. My daughter has become the quinoa queen. Uh-huh. She makes so much quinoa. She hasn't, you know, uh-huh. she's been in Israel like seven months, eight months already. This is the tail end. You know, I didn't notice any weight gain. Like she's really been very conscious. She's uh-huh. eating fish as well as part of her diet. Um, but that she's eating quinoa at least two to three times a week. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, she's, she's taught all the girls there what to do with it. Right. Well, you also have to look at it the big picture in terms of, you know, what you're doing that day. If you're eating a lot of carbs, you know, throughout the day, then you want to be careful with the amount of carbs you're doing at dinner. Right. So we have to, like, because it is a carb, right? So we, I guess right. we have to 
So you have to look Balance at the big it. picture. I, I, you know, I, I like to recommend, you know, doing the carbs, the proteins throughout the day. Proteins is another thing that's, you know, protein is absolutely essential in metabolism, in repair of, you know, bodily structure. Um, protein is very essential, and a lot of us are clumping the protein at, at night. We're not really doing the protein throughout the day. Right. So basically, the goal is is to get your macronutrients throughout the day, which is the carbs, the proteins, the fats at every meal. In terms of, for the, you know, for those of you that are diabetics out there um you want to space out you know your meals and you want to try to get all the macronutrients at every meal so you're not sending your blood sugar levels rising and fiber is excellent in terms of controlling blood sugar levels as well so you increase absolutely you increase your fiber you lose a little bit of weight and um you you'll see improvements in your blood glucose control so um you know fiber across the board is wonderful Uh, you know any of you who want to even google benefits of fiber you know You'll see tons and tons of benefits of fiber in terms of um, prevention and control of a lot of diseases, um, from anything from cancer to diabetes to this digestive lady, disorders. This is yeah. this is amazing. I like had no idea, and we've had many discussions about food, and I've heard you speak before. This is like this lady knows her stuff. <laughs> so let let's you know let's throw out your uh, contact information at this point because I I I'm like amazed with your. Passion. No, she's sitting here. I you, am very passionate about You can't about my see nutrition. that Karen's talking and, and, and you can hear, but I can see her passion and her excitement as she's talking about the food. How long have you been doing this? I've been a nutritionist for about, uh, I want to say, 17 years. Wow. I've been in private practice. I've been doing a lot of She looks of very young, you should know. <laughs> Thank you, Naomi. I've been doing um, clinical nutrition for most of it. Um, I love clinical nutrition. I, what, I do what does work. that mean, clinical so nutrition? So basically, um, hospitals, nursing homes, adult daycare care programs. Um, I've been um, working part-time at an adult daycare program as a clinician near us in Far Rockaway. Okay. Um, and I do simultaneously my private practice, which I very, very much enjoy. It's very yep. gratifying, Naomi. I, mean, I really like working with people and eating and weight is such an important part um, to, you know, people's well-being and their psychological well-being Absolutely. as well. So it really is gratifying to help people and to see people succeed. And um, thank God my program has been very successful. And um, and like you said, I am very passionate about my nutrition. So I think people sense that and it kind of like goes over yeah, to yeah. them also. Like I'm passionate about food in general. Right. So I think, you know, it definitely helps get the customers in. That's right. But I, my general philosophy also is like healthy. Like people think I'm a foodie and, you know, I'm eating all kinds of junk, but I really don't. I don't eat anything Hardly anything powerful with margarine. And, that's right. That's you know. right. And you know what? There are so many studies about the benefits of eating healthy. I mean, everything from improved confidence to improved productivity to obviously improved health and all that. So it really, it's senseless not right. to eat healthy right. and not, you know, not to And do. you carry that through. How do your kids that's feel right. about this? Oh, my kids are wonderful. They really, they're, they're like my guinea pigs. I'm constantly experimenting <laughs> with all different types of recipes and I'm constantly modifying recipes and honestly, I do make. I don't buy anything ready-made from the bakery, but I do make a lot of bakery goods. Okay, um, that's right. maybe you can share one with our listeners. Okay, you, so basically, you'll... really, to make it very easy, Naomi, you can modify any recipe. Okay, great. Um, recipe modifications are great. So I don't know any offhands by heart, but basically, maybe, can, 
Can yeah. you send me one? I'll post absolutely. it on my blog. Keep going. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But basically, yeah. I'll make like a basic chocolate cake. I just actually made it this past week for my son's birthday, and I use a, a recipe that requires cocoa powder, no chocolate, and it requires a little bit of soy milk, very low in fat. I replace half the fat for the applesauce, and then I replace all whole wheat pastry flour. It's not as dense as the regular whole wheat flour. So one cup of regular all-purpose flour, you just one cup of exact whole right. wheat pastry whole flour. Wheat pastry you can flour. buy them in, in most of the local oh, supermarkets. Oh, sure, absolutely. And then, what, say, three-quarters of a cup of oil. Or So this particular recipe calls for a half a cup of oil, which is very little considering it's a whole cake. Right, so you did a quart of oil, no, canola did. maybe? I do, I do. Canola, canola. and then quarter of a cup applesauce. That's it. Exactly. Ooh. And I want you to know, I mean, other than my kids who are used to eating healthy, I actually sent this exact birthday cake up to my son in sleepaway camp for his birthday last yeah. summer, this past summer. And he told me the boys loved it. They devoured <laughs> it. So, and, I, and I've made it in the past for company. So and can you send me that recipe? I'm going to post it on my blog. It will be by... Karen Khan. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to share it. So basically, I, re- I really encourage everyone to modify recipes. Take your favorite recipes and replace whole wheat flour and, you know, lower the fat content by, you know, substituting either fruit juice or apple sauces. And you can eat healthy and it could taste great as well. You don't have to compromise taste right. for eating healthy. You know, you mentioned something. Um, you mentioned something um, which really stuck in my head just now. Um, about uh, food diary. Uh-huh. You had mentioned it a little bit earlier. I shouldn't say just now. Uh-huh. A few uh-huh. minutes ago when we were talking, uh, first started talking about a food diary. That really keeps us in check. That's true. I That's love it. that. Like you don't have to go to a dietitian per se mm-hmm. to do this. Like there, are, I'm sure there are apps. I'm sure there's... Oh, absolutely. And I find that people um, end up under-reporting, not because they want to, just because, it's not because they're lying to themselves or they want to lie to me. It's just that they kind of, you know, say, oh, that doesn't count, especially if you're going to pick from your, you know, your husband's plate or your kid's plate or, you know, you eat standing up. You really, you don't realize those calories really do count and they do add up. And, you know, also when you eat less and you make changes, you know, you save uh, 50 calories a day, 100 calories a day, those changes really do add up, Naomi. You'd be surprised. The small changes really do yield really great results. So even if you're going to make a few changes, you're going to get out there, be a little more physical, cut out a few calories, increase the fiber, you will definitely see, um, you know, long-term results. Absolutely. You're amazing. You're am- I feel thinner just listening to you, really. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to get my... I'm parked right here on the Lower East Side. I'm going to grab myself a little brown rice sushi on the, to dry, to eat on the, my drive home. Try to switch from white rice to brown rice on my sushi. Just, I'm making my first change right now. Wonderful. But you do want to be careful with the sushi because sushi is high in carbs. They do pack in a lot of rice in there. Right. So I always, in general, I don't like rice. So I ask them always to put on less rice. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was just going to recommend. What would be one portion? Like a quarter of a cup? So basically what they do is I find, because I've spoken to a lot of sushi chefs, they take a cup and they pat it down. So if, if a half a cup of rice is one carb, basically you're getting more than two carbs if they're doing one cup and patting it down. Uh-huh. So what I tell my clients is absolutely definitely do the brown rice and then ask them to give you half a serving of that. Or what you can do if you want to save the carbs completely is ask them to wrap the sushi in cucumber and you can just eliminate the carbs entirely. Right. And I've then, seen that uh-huh. in the gourmet rolls. That's you know, right. I've that's actually right. once watched a pastry uh, sushi chef take a knife and like around the cucumber and I watched him turn a cucumber into a flat sheet. 
Uh-huh. It was amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it is. It is amazing to watch those sushi sh- chefs. But, you know, again, you can't have your cake and eat it, so to right. speak. <laughs> so you don't have to deprive yourself. Cake. You don't have to deprive yourself. And when it comes to menu planning and, you know, keeping a food diary, you are holding yourself accountable going back to that. Right. You are holding yourself accountable. And that's the really only person you have to feel feel good and own own up to is yourself because you look at yourself in the mirror. That's right. That's right. And when you write it down and you're forced to record it, you hold yourself accountable for everything that goes into your mouth. So, you know, that is definitely another productive thing to do. And you could keep it on your phone, on your, you know, you could write it down, whichever which way works for you best. Thank you so much, Karen. You are like... Thank so you. amazing. I got, you know, I love people who love what they do, you know? I, I, I definitely enjoy what I do and I really try to uh, motivate people to, you know, to try to adapt a healthy lifestyle because I know the benefits. Right. Long life. That's right. right? We got to enjoy life and every a better day. life and, and a, a better, better quality of life as well. Yeah. So that's important. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank for you for having in. me on my show. It's nice to see you again, Naomi. Yeah. Nice to work with you again. I know, right? It's, it's, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you have a nice and easy drive back home. Thank you much. <laughs> and uh, we'll, you know, we'll definitely be in touch. Let's shout. Let's give your. Um, Phone number and your uh, email address. Okay, you want to give that so to us, absolutely. to all our listeners? Absolutely. My email address is Karen Khan, K-A-R-E-N-K-A-H-N, the number 10, at AOL.com. And my telephone number is 516-993-9420. I do accept Oxford and United Healthcare. That's 516 area code, That's right? 516. That's correct, yes. For all our New Jersey listeners who want to make a check out to the five towns, it's definitely worth coming to see Karen if you're interested in a little bit more personal guidance. Um, Wonderful. All right. Have a great show. Thank you for having me. And we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Wonderful. All right. Great. Thank you so much to Karen and for everyone tuning in. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're just talking about uh, pounding away the Pesach pounds and, um, you know, getting – Back into the groove of a regular routine of eating after uh, Pesach. I know that Pesach was almost a week ago for everyone, but, you know, I'm just back from my Pesach vacation in Israel. So for me, Pesach was only three days ago. Um, yeah, so um, we had a really great time when we were there. My favorite place in Israel is actually, of course, Machane Yehuda because, you know, it's, I find it great location and great food and great um I don't know, ambiance around the place. You know, all the guys yelling out how much their produce costs and all the fish and all the meat and just, you know, all the different things that we get over there. You know, that, that, the, the, they call it Israel passiflora, passion fruit, which I grew up on in Australia. Um, but it was really, um, you know, the, the quality of the fruits and vegetables. I think they taste different over there. So uh, we uh, ate at Pasta Buster in Machane Yehuda, which I did tell everyone before I went that I would be going to eat there, and I ate fish and chips, which is great. I don't, I'm glad Karen's actually walked out of the studio <laughs> because fish and chips is battered and deep-fried. Flounder, tuna, red snap, it was absolutely delicious, and they gave us all these different sauces, so that was really um, delicious. But, you know, we, we didn't have too much. We ordered one portion for five of us. So, you know, we each had a bit of fish and a bit of chips and then um, – we walked around a little and then we burned off some calories. You know, we got moving, as Karen would say, and then we uh, headed out for dinner again. <laughs> always eating. Um, speaking about always eating, we went to the most incredible hotel for Cholamoed on uh, Pesach. We went up to Tiveria. I have on with me, is, is David there? 
I have on with me David Wallace, who runs Eddie's Travellers. He's the owner and operator of Eddie's Travellers. And uh, he ran the Pesach Hotel that we went to. David, are you there? I am, Naomi. How are you doing? Oh, good. I feel like you're next door. How are you doing? Amazing. Wow. can't believe the uh, last time we spoke was before the entire event, and now it uh, went so quickly. Now it's over. It was amazing. David's live with us from uh, Moda in Erev Shabbat. Um, and I, I had to get him on the radio because I really want I wanted to thank you and Hannah in person. It was incredible. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was so nice to see you and your husband and your kids after so many years. Yeah, it was it was great. And I actually I bumped into your dad in the lobby. It was very funny. He I had, didn't, didn't get the chance to see your mum, but your dad was still. We were checking in, and he was going. They were leaving, so I got to see your dad too. And there were so many great. other New Yorkers there also that I was, you know, it's nice to see like a nice mix of a crowd. But it's nice to see people from home who I didn't know that were going to be there that were there. So wow, uh, we amazing. we had a great time. The food was incredible. It's amazing. We we always seem to attract. I mean, it, you know, there's no guarantee that that'll be the way it works out at the end, but we always seem to attract an amazing group of people. And uh, just over the last week since Pesach is over, we've been receiving many, many uh, feedback and evaluation forms from our clients and asking them, you know, for their comments and that. And one of the common themes that we've seen that people are telling us is that the mix of people was just phenomenal. There were people from all over the world, yep. many, many countries, and, and everyone uh, yeah. got along. Like, like, yeah. not, I mean, not like you'd be fighting. We're all, you know, Hevra, but, you know, like all the kids, no matter where they were from, they were all like hanging out in the lobby, playing games, new friendships were made. I mean, how, how often would your kids get to meet kids from South Africa and Australia and Britain and, and Canada? You know, we all live in our little shtetls all over the world. Right. And unless, you know, there is some facilitating, you know, event, that brings people together, not just a one-off, like a wedding, you walk in and out, and the music, and you can't hear, and you can't talk. Yeah. This is a, a seven, eight-day experience where you're over and again with the same people, spending time, you know, in the, in the, in the lobbies, shoe room together, chill out together in the shul. You dining became room, like a course, family. The pool. Exactly, exactly. It was, and, uh, it was really a lovely experience. You know, I grow up, as David knows, but, you know, my listeners, my dad ran a Pesach hotel in Australia, so I grew up going away for Pesach. He ran a Pesach hotel for like 28 years in, in, in Sydney, Australia. And so I knew, you know, a lot already about running a Pesach hotel. So, you know, it was just yours was lovely, incredible, the food. Can I just say, I'm not a big fan, and I had said this to um, Karen about Parava desserts, but I was completely blown away by those desserts. They were amazing. They were very- Creative, weren't they? Very creative. You get some good pictures, man. I got some pictures. I I actually posted them on my Facebook page. I tried tagging you guys. I don't know if it came up. As I put an Eddie's Traveller on a tag. I don't know if you guys got um, that. No, because it's Kosher Travellers. That's why. Oh, maybe Kosher Travellers. Okay, so I'm going to try that again. But those desserts were unbelievable we kept going back and really my family we're we're, we're foodies we like real food mm. like the the chicken and the salads and you know the the fish and the soups that's we we usually go for that but we could not keep away from those desserts i'm like i actually went over to the um one of the executive chefs i said can i work in your kitchen <laughs> he looked at me like i was <laughs> a whack job you, give you a tour around oh uh, you know what i should have but you know it's hard going away with a family to uh duck out Mm-hmm. Um, to have done that, were there for such a short time, but uh, next time we're coming for longer. That was amazing. 
How did you enjoy the rest of your Pesach in my future hometown? I know, I know you're moving next door to my friends. So the Hashmonaim mm-hmm. is amazing. I had said it earlier on on the show, like, I, you know, I thanked everyone for hosting me. You know, the community really, and especially on my friend's street on Hadagan, a big shout out to all of you guys. You were incredible and everyone, <laughs> the Gidden family and the Ekman family, they all made me feel at home. I think the rest of the people on the Hadagan were at the Pesach Hotel with you, which is really funny. It's, uh, there's, there's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Thank God, you know, it's, it's wonderful to, for us also to have our friends around us yeah, no, while we, we're working. So that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great it's a, opportunity experience. You know, it's it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. I believe you also have you have other kosher hotels besides the one in Tiveria, and you also do um, other things during the year. Let's talk about what's coming up next for the Wallace family. You're not going to wait around. 11 months till the next Pesach. So what's next That's for, for sure. kosher travellers? <laughs> what's never, up? Never a dull moment. Oh, Always love it. Cooking. Love it. What's up? Pardon the pun. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I'll tell you what we do have very exciting coming up. Starting June time, we start our summer cruise season. Ooh. So we're talking seven-night cruise options to the Mediterranean, to Alaska, to the Greek Isles, to the Norwegian fjords, to the Baltic capitals. Um, they're mm. the main destinations. And you are talking about the same culinary experience that you had at the hotel. You're talking on the high seas now. Oh, Avrami, let's all go. Pack up the families. The only problem is, man, you can't come just for a Shabbos in and out this time. You've got to come for the full seven nights. The Can full seven nights, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on it. <laughs> uh-huh. Always ready to travel and eat. Um, this is a really unique experience uh, for anyone who has or not yet been on a cruise. It, it's uh, one, once you go, you'll you'll um, you always want to whet your appetite for for more. You know, Basically, I've... you're talking about a, a population of three thousand people on a mega size ship, the and size the of a floating city. The whole ship is kosher. No, no. We take over a, a section of the kitchen. Okay, I've been on a cruise and I've seen I've seen these kitchens. These kitchens are major industrial yeah, production, yeah. you can imagine. So we take over a whole section, coordinate it off so it's completely separate. Um, we have our own Hashkacha staff, mashkiach, head mashkiach, and a team of uh, up to four or five uh, young men, mashkiachim, that fly in from, depending where the, where the cruise leaves from, they fly into that city. A couple of days before, start the whole clustering process, work very closely with the cruise line Staff that mm-hmm. have been allocated to our team and spend the whole week preparing our kosher food under our instruction. And daily, three times a day, they produce gourmet meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus a late night supper and <laughs> a, an afternoon tea. So never is anyone short of food. And the most amazing part of the cruise, as I find, is that when we stop in um, ports where there is Jewish heritage, we will we will take the people the guests on a tour to those places. So if we go to Rome or Florence or uh, Provence or Mallorca, for instance, that's on the Mediterranean cruise, we will go to the Jewish community, to the shul. We went last year to the beautiful, magnificent shul in Florence. I've been Uh, there. It's stunning. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then then we take uh, people to the academy where you've got the uh, famous statue of uh, David. Of uh, King David, exactly. Oh, yeah, been there. Um, so, yeah. you know, wherever there's a touch of Jewish heritage, we, we try and, and add value that way, and people really love that. And then, of course, there's a general culture. You go to the Leaning Tower, Tower of Pisa, or, uh, you know, the Hermitage in St. Petersburg, um, you know, or in Rome. You signed me up. Let's more, go. <laughs> more, mo- more moving than last year. There's nothing more moving than us standing under the Arch of Titus, 
in Rome, okay, standing there with a group of about 50 of us Dati religious people, standing there and singing Hatikvah. <gasps> oh my God, I have it the shivers. Was, it was, it was just something else. Looking at the, I'm going to cry. I promise you, I'm like the, crying. Can you imagine you're looking at the at the Colosseum? And I've been the there. I've been. I was there three weeks ago. I, I know. I can and, picture exactly. You know what I'm talking about. You're standing, at, looking at the Colosseum, which is today nothing but an archaeological site, yep. right? No life, no nothing. A picture of Titus with the menorah on, on carrying from the Beta Mikdash. Yep. And here we are today, alive, thriving, thriving across the Jewish world and in Israel, and uh, singing a tikva. It was just moving. I can't, I can't describe. Right, and you've done like. a lot of traveling. For you to mention that, that must have been really a, a moving experience. Wow. I'm like crying, Annie. I probably don't need a tissue. <laughs> Wow, wow. So uh, which cruises will you be going on? Do you get to travel a lot? You and uh, Hannah? Yet, yet to be decided. We're, we're just uh, sorting all that out. Um, you know, we, we go, my wife and I, Hannah and I, we go on uh, a number of cruises in the summer to host and make sure everything's running nice. Right. It's front of the house, front of the house type. Right. Um, yeah, you've got to make sure role. everything's smoothing and smooth exactly. and, you know, cushing, talking with the exactly. with a. I, take, I, I do take a peek in the kitchen, just make sure everything's squeaky. I would be, I'll be happy to do time. the quality control sampling of all the food if you need me to. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> quality time, food. <laughs> what? Anytime. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, this sounds like an incredible uh, an incredible uh, summer you've got planned. And then you, do you do winter cruises? Because in America, winter break for the yeshiva students is a big thing and people are always looking for something to do sure, yeshiva week. Sure. So do you have a cruise around then? We do, we do. Um, we run already, we already have posted up all on our website. Uh, that's when we run the cruises for, mainly for the American market, from the US. So they go, and that's where the summer is down in the Caribbean, the Mexican Riviera, the Bahamas, Florida, the Southern Caribbean. Those dates through December, January, where they clash with very much the Shiva week and the Christmas New Year, New, New Year weekend. Um, seven night cruises either from Miami or New York. We literally get, whereas in the summer the average cruise size in our group is about 150, uh-huh. the winter cruises, because. Hello? Here in New York and jump on I, the cruise. I lost the you cruise. there for a second. Sorry, can I'm you just sorry. say that again? We lost you there for a sec. Sure. Whereas the summer cruises attract about 150 to 200 people, the winter cruises, because they leave from mainland US, we're getting up to 300. 350 people in our group. Oh, wow. Because, because they, they, there's no extra cost associated with flying to Europe or, or, uh, or other places. You can literally drive down to the pier in New York on, on a Friday, which is when some of the cruisers leave a uh, Friday morning, and halakhically that's 100% permissible yep, yep. in this day and age. And, you know, there's no, no further associated costs. And it's, it's great going... there's no worries about Minyan. No, we have a Minyan with... with 180, 200 men oh, on a God. Friday night. Fantastic. I mean, it's awesome, awesome. We take over the biggest, the biggest venue on the ship. Uh, and that's another thing, you know, that, that people may not realize, the effort that goes involved um, to, to work with the cruise line hand in hand such that, you know, they, they accommodate our needs. They give up sometimes their most uh, valued venue to give it to us for our shul on Friday night when they need it for, you know, 2,800 other people right. on board. Right, that's amazing. Guests. What cruise line do you work with? 
We work with uh, Royal Caribbean. This okay. year we've got an amazing cruise to the Eastern Caribbean on, on the ship called the Lure of the Seas. Yeah. That leaves from Fort Lauderdale, goes down to Nassau in Bahamas, yeah. then to St. Thomas, St. Martin, and then back to Fort Lauderdale for a seven-night cruise. That's December 22nd as an example. So that's the Allure of the Seas. Then we have the Norwegian. We have the Star. The newest ship we're actually taking to the Bahamas mm. is the Breakaway. It's a beautiful ship. Okay, sounds um, great. So, yeah, look, you're talking about world-class experience, but with a Jewish element. So it's not only the food. You know, it's the entire religious experience. Uh, we'll often have a scholar in residence, and they'll give a shiur in. Uh, they'll give a divat Torah every day uh, after Shacharit. There'll be daf yomi. There'll be minchamarik shiur. Um, you know, and then on the other hand, you've got the casino, you've got the pool, you've got the treatment, the spa areas, oh, where you know everybody's uh, it's open to all our guests as well. So it's sort of the best of both worlds, so you and you don't have to worry about a thing. So you keep us busy all year between Pesach. And uh, sure. we've got Pesach, and now we've got summer. Summer things going on, so that's very and exciting. And then, and then, and then, between the summer and the winter, mm. we've got our Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot programs in Israel. Oh right, Especially I think I saw year. that when in, in your booklets. I had seen that. And I'd right. seen it advertised when I was in Israel. Yep, you would have seen that. Rosh Hashanah this year um, falls out on a Wednesday night. So yeah, it's, it's a little, people, and it's three days for the Israelis. Yeah, and Israelis here panic. We're not used to a two-day yomper. <laughs> oh, God, let me tell you. Three days, I had and they're, they're lining up at the supermarkets, you know, thinking wars around the corner, <laughs> buying up like crazy. So instead, you know, we're offering they a three-day, plus the fourth night, which is a Motsay Shabbos, yep. you leave Sunday morning, a four-night break with a nice cousin. Very and, nice. And uh, nice atmosphere, so... That's that. And then uh, Sukkot, we're doing also down on uh, Herzliya Beach, down at Cardia, oh, which is a very nice location. So there's something for everybody. Okay. Your vacation is our business, not to sound cliche, but it's true. I, I mean, know, you it's, know, it's, no, it, I, I totally, and you take care of everybody. David, thank you so much for coming on the air, and we're going to definitely have you back, and we're going to talk about your next project, about Simcha planning in Israel, because that's like a really big thing in America, because it's not so far to hop on a plane to Israel, and you can... Ca- take care of all their needs in Israel, I believe, right? That's true. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much, Naomi. Have a good Shabbat. No problem. Thank you so much for hosting us and giving us the most wonderful couple of days up in Israel, and we will uh, be in touch in the next couple of weeks. You'll you'll come back on and keep us posted. Wonderful. Take care. Regards to all our listeners. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks. Regards to Hannah and the family. Shabbat Shalom. Will do. Bye now. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are having a blast over here this morning. I had Karen Khan in. We just discussed pounding away the Pesach pounds, but in a healthy way, in a long term, not just you can only have a quarter of a cup of cottage cheese and you can only have one brick of uh, wheat thin. Like it's really just changing your philosophy on on eating, and then of course we kind of went a little bit the other way by talking about all the food that I ate at David Wallace's Eddie Travelers, Eddie Kosher Travelers uh, Pesach Hotel that I went to. So you know, I kind of had to balance that out a little bit. All the food that we ate. So now we had to, you know, talk a little bit about the diet. So now on the on the show, I've got uh, Sherry Marks. She's actually all the way in San Diego, California. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. I know it's really early for you, right? Not too bad, after 8. <laughs> okay, okay, great. <laughs> all right, I know I, I called you very early to make sure that we're still on and everything was all going well, so right. how are you? 
Uh, good. I'm getting out of the Yunta fog, much like uh, the rest of the world. I know. I know. Getting like... back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> back to normal. Let's talk about back to normal with food. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's let's introduce Shari as what she does for a living. You know, with her food, she's uh, got an amazing program about um, staying healthy, being healthy. It's a different philosophy than. Then Karen, but I wanted to bring something else to this table for two show, <laughs> to, you know, something new to this table about, you know, a different idea, different philosophy on uh, diets and, you know, food. So I'm a um, certified health coach um, with a company. It's called Take Shape for Life, and that is a free health coach division of a bigger company called Medifast. Okay, I've heard um, of that. Yes, it's not something I was planning on doing, you know, in my former life, so to speak. But I guess, um, like many of my friends, um, you know, after having a number of uh, children and having a big family uh, and trying, you know, pretty much everything out there, uh, you know, your Weight Watchers, your South Beach, what, whatever, yep, you know, yep. what, whatever you saw that actually works on people, um, you know, I'd ask people, you know, if I saw people in the gym, I saw one lady one time, you know, she lost weight. I said, what'd you do? She said, I became a mailman. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'll become a mailman. Like, just <laughs> give me something that's going to work, right? You know? It's so hard. So I've done, you know, kickboxing and boot camp and pretty much that I met someone who I literally saw her and her husband, like, firsthand. Like, I saw them just disappearing, just Melt. melting I away. I call it melting away. Melting yeah. away, yeah. And I said, okay, what are you doing? You know, um, I'm not going to tell my husband because I'm already a gym member. I'm already a boot camp member, which I've been doing like a year. And maybe the most I ever lost from working out was like 12 or 15 pounds, which was great. But right, it was it's never... amazing. Every every pound is quite right. a cavord. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, you tone up and you shape up. But the gym is only um, as long as you keep up that consistency. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I know a number of people in the boot camp that did not lose weight only because they never followed any type of nutritional aspect. Mm-hmm. So working yeah. out by itself is not the answer. And that's from somebody who's worked out through three pregnancies. I mean, I could tell you point blank. Right. And I also, I feel that, you know, when I diet, I can't diet without working out. So you're right. saying, you know, you need both. They're both, you right. know, a marriage together of, you know, I always Should've. talk about flavors, marriage of flavors, but this is actually a marriage of food philosophy is, you know, right. uh, right. diet and exercise. And that will right. tell you that even a Weight Watchers. So there right. is something and- to that. And the boot camp, the, the teachers, the trainers themselves will tell you that it doesn't count just the one hour that you're there. What counts is the other, you know, 23 hours, how you're behaving. So pretty much what they're saying, and, and what I've heard is that 80% of it is what you eat. So, like, a, I know people who've done marathons, triathlons, and lost maybe five pounds and hired trainers. That would, right. That's not, definitely not so the answer. What, what's your so, program? What's, so, what, what, what is the right. Sherry Marks program? Right, right. Weight loss program. maven, right? Yeah, I Weight didn't make maven. it up. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a John Hopkins clinic, clinic, clinically approved program. The medical director, Dr. Wayne Anderson, worked um, um, with the obesity um, um, aspect of heart of I'm um, sorry of John Hopkins, okay. and he instituted he joined Medifast and he instituted a health coaching program as part of the Medifast um, regime that they had. They okay. originally only started out with I believe protein shakes. Like if anyone ever heard of it, like you said, you've heard of it from many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Doctors used to do it only, and it was only shakes. It has metamorphosized and changed and grown into. Just like a much easier, simple uh, uh, program to stick to, and with a, a health coach who 
you know, nine times out of ten has experienced the program themselves, understands, and has faced the same challenges that the person who, you know, you have a client who's calling you wants to go on the program. So pretty much I've lost 50 pounds four years ago. Wow, and, and you kept I it off. It in three months. You lost 50 pounds in three months and you kept it off for four years. I have that's, kept it off for four let's years. Let's just say it, you know, as it is. Wow. So how does one, you have a listener, someone's listening right now, they sure. want to say, I want to do that too. Sure. Okay, I, you know, h- how does one start? How does one find you? What is their health right. coach? Like, right. Where do I get my stuff from? Right. So let me just tell you, just a, a few minutes of that about the program is um, it has meal replacements. All the meal replacements are low carb. Uh, they're all um, have identical um you know, duplicate nutrient-dense, um, um, you know, food. What, what um, do you mean by meal replacement? I wake okay, so, up in the morning. Let's right, talk about a day. Let's right, talk, I wake right. up. Wake up in the morning. I could have oatmeal. Their oatmeal is not like regular oatmeal. It's high-protein, low-carb, low-glycemic. There's flavor. There's maple brown sugar, uh, blueberry. Or if you're, if, you know, not, a, not everyone's an oatmeal person, so then there's cappuccino. There's pancakes. There's eggs. You have choices. There's almost... There's over 70 products, and like 85% of them are kosher. So we really have a lot of options. Three hours later, we will have another meal replacement, such as a protein bar or a protein shake. Um, Maybe you want to have nacho chili cheese puffs. It makes it easy. It's easy to stick to, especially for the busy business people, the lawyers, the doctors. They can just grab one of these meal replacements. It's a no-brainer. It just makes it so easy to stick to. Because I've done protein uh, programs before this where, you know, if you're in the house and you can rustle up, you know, a form of protein every three hours, then, yeah, that's fine. But it's not easy to stick to on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. Uh you know, at that point. Um, So it's the simplicity, you know, counting points. You're not worried about anything. You eat five meal replacements a day and one healthy lean and green dinner that's five to seven ounces of protein and vegetables. Which you make yourself. Easy. Which you that's make yourself. That's the only thing you prepare yourself because everybody has different tastes when it comes to it. Okay. Um, okay, but I think sometimes you just don't need to eat something processed. You know, you need something healthy for, you know, I mean, not that your food, the processed food isn't healthy, but, right. you know, you know n- natural. Can I go with right, that? But like no, a chicken let's, breast. Let's say, no, because I do, I do get that question. Like, what's the difference between, let's say, just having egg whites and then a meal replacement? Egg whites by themselves are pure protein. I mean, that's it. They're good for you. It's healthy to eat them. But in a meal replacement, you're getting the equivalent to having a meal of chicken and broccoli. It's like a healthy meal that you're getting your, your fiber, you're getting your vitamins, you're getting, you can get antioxidants. All the meal replacements are nutrient-dense. You're getting vitamins in them. You don't need to take a multivitamin when you're on the program, you know, unless you're obviously taking extra, you know, calcium, you know, if right, your doctor right. prescribed. Um, we do do omega-3. We do anything extra above and beyond. Everyone nowadays is taking extra vitamin D because we're not exposed to the sun. All those things are good for women. Vitamin B6 is also helpful for us. When you're on the plan, you feel amazing because it's like your body's in a fat-burning mode. What it does, it takes the... Um, the fat stored inside our bodies and it converts it to, you know, sugar and that's like an energy release. So we're not on a caffeine high and we're not in an extreme state of ketosis. We're in a mild state of ketosis. What's ketosis? Uh, what does that that's mean? A fat, that's a fat burning mode. For us laymen. For us laymen. Right. No, no I didn't know either. I know. I know. <laughs> we're learning um, a lot here today. We right. have learned so much about healthy food and our bodies today. Right. So pretty much, I mean, it's just that process that makes our body secrete, you know, you know, fat, like, you know, they have those little things on Facebook. I kill fat for a living. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the end of the day, you just feel phenomenal. I mean, we have new, renewed energy and vigor. Um, you know, my husband says he just wakes up early now. He can't help it. He lost 
32 pounds within a few months, and he's in his 50s. And we, my husband has also looked up a lot of sources for being healthy from a Torah perspective. Uh, so we really want to, uh, you know, not just get America healthy. We are, like, on a mission to get our people healthy. Okay. There's way too much drippy potato kugel involved in Shabbos. Hey, I love that, potato kugel. Don't knock the up. No, oh, no, it's good. But <laughs> I'm saying a lot of people think that you have to have potato kugel in order to be from, and that's so not true. I mean, Really? It's relatives- not true? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how many potato kugels I sell. No, but you are 100% correct. Right. All our relatives in Poland, I mean, they needed to have that in order to survive Survive, the the frigid winters. We don't only have potatoes in our backyard or cabbage or carrots. We can order any exotic green vegetable we want. So why aren't we utilizing that on on shops? There's no reason that we have to, you know, only have the heavy starchy stuff because are we doing exercise the way our bubbies did, like right. doing the laundry? No, we're not doing no, that. No, we push a button. So, exactly. So, so let's let's give our we're you know got to wrap up in a couple in a minute or so. Sure. But I want I want to give people the information that they can contact sure. you. What is your blog? I believe you have okay. a blog. Right, I have a website. It's called www.thintogether.com, and that's information. Um, there's a little blurb about me. You see my picture on the top, and it has the program. And then I also made up a blog called kosherweightlossmaven.com, which helps people who are, you know, from kosher doing this program. Okay, um, and, and how does one join your MediFasting right. Get A Coach? They right. can contact so you through your... So if they go to my website, thintogether.com, there's my contact information um, or my, you know, phone number, 619-972-2986, my email, thintogether at gmail.com. I get phone calls all the time, especially post-Pesach, from all yeah. over the country that someone else is found someone who's a walking billboard and they said, oh my gosh, that person lost weight. I right. want to do what they're and doing. And when someone's passionate about, you know, I spoke earlier on the show about Karen was so passionate about her philosophy on weight loss and she was mm-hmm. so animated, you know, and right. I'm passionate about my food and, right. and, and your passion and I can hear and, you know, through meeting Sharon and I met uh, on Facebook because she went to college with my husband and, you know, we got to know each other and we spoke a lot about our food philosophy and, and being healthy and all that. So right. we've got to and, spread the word and spread the love right. about life healthy lifestyles and healthy choices and we've got to impart that on our children right especially because i mean so many people are are getting sick i didn't realize until i started working i work with doctors and chiropractors i had no clue that obesity leads to so many illnesses and sicknesses and diseases my father died of a heart attack at 58 (gasps) my mom died of heart disease at 79 i mean there's no reason that that should should have happened especially like you know the bubbies from yesteryear they all outlived yeah, they lived in their 90s. So, right, so um, let's let's get healthy. Let's get healthy America. Let's get healthy Israel and Australia. And to all right. our listeners yeah. all over, thank you so much, Sherry, for, for waking up a little earlier than usual <laughs> <laughs> and uh, coming on the show. You must come back again, and we've got to talk we more will. about this program and you know how we can get America healthy. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We had a really busy show uh, for Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to have music now all the way through Lichtbenching by our friends, our sponsors from Kedem Wine. Thank you so much. Tune in next week and you can listen to us on the web or on the Nachum Siegel app. I listen to it in Israel all the time and it was wonderful. Thank you so much and Shabbat Shalom.